communities launch tokens, tokens don't launch communities. Hi everyone, this is Growing Web3, a podcast that uncovers the growth stories behind the most successful crypto, DeFi, DAO, NFT, metaverse, and play to earn ecosystems. I'm your host, James RT, and each week I'll be sitting down with founders and experts on Web3 to pick their brains and learn about their growth stories. We'll discuss strategies and tactics to understand how they've grown Web3's billion dollar protocols and communities. So whether you're in the midst of your own growth story or just getting started, this show is for you. Subscribe and join us each week as we discuss Growing Web3. Growing Web3 is brought to you by Hype Partners, the leading community management and marketing agency for Web3 organizations. Hype is a global agency of 120 marketers committed to supercharging Web3 ecosystems. Go to www.hype.partners to learn more. Hey everyone, welcome to Growing Web3. I'm super excited to be here with Jeff, the founder of Parachute and creator of Jump. Um, I've been lucky enough to be in this community for I think probably like eight, nine months now. Um, and it is basically one of the most awesome communities for advertising and marketing professionals coming into Web3 or that have been in Web3 for a while. So yeah, super excited to talk to Jeff today. Um, yeah, Jeff, thanks thanks for coming on. Excited to be here. Uh, excited to talk about jump, lessons, learns, trials, tribulations, successes. Uh, so we can we can start wherever you want, but this should be a good convo. Awesome. Maybe we can start with with your background and what you're doing before you got into the space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I always like to say that my marketing career started at the intersection of MySpace and skydiving. Okay. Uh, which was I was in college. Uh, you know, I've been in the digital marketing and advertising world for you know, over 15 years now, but back in 2005 is when I got my start. MySpace was the hot thing at the time. Um, and I started skydiving and I decided to create a MySpace page for my local skydiving drop zone. Uh, I didn't ask them if they would allow me to do that. I just did it. And I started marketing them on MySpace. And uh, after about three months, the manager of the drop zone came to me and said, hey, I heard you're running a MySpace page for us. We have these like customer review cards that people fill out. And one of the questions is, how did you hear about us You know, after they've had their fun skydive? Yeah. And people were writing MySpace on it. And he was like, you're driving a lot of business for us. So I, I started driving a physical real world sort of business uh, product as in skydiving using MySpace back in 2005. And so, yeah, they were my first client. I didn't ask them to be my client. I just kind of made them my client. And then they started giving me free skydives and that led to 1800 skydives um, over the course of 11 years. And at the same time, wow. I kind of just grew my marketing career from there and entered a big ad agency, worked on GameStop, Fruit of the Loom, Chick-fil-A, Home Depot, um, and a lot of just like a lot of big enterprise brands doing digital strategy and web two social. That's awesome. That is really cool. I love that story. Also, the drop zone is a really badass name, like for a brand, for obviously for a skydiving <laughs> brand. It's a really yeah. badass name. Is that like it came full circle with parachute and then, um, yeah, jump? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so exactly. Like, uh, basically I worked in the enterprise agency world, grew, a, uh, built a practice inside of a larger sort of agency holding group, ran a, ran a P and L basically ran my service as its own business, um, up until 2021. Uh, so leading up to 2021, you know, a lot of us who've made our way full time into Web3, we get super sort of interested, but it takes us a while to, to get into like full time. I'd say it took me the better part of three years to figure out my place in the world and my strategy and listening to a lot of podcasts like this helped me kind of figure that out. But when the time finally came to say, all right, I'm going to kiss my corporate gig goodbye, I'm going to say bye to this nice PL that I've built. I was like, I need a parachute. So I'm just, and I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm going to call my new thing parachute because I need a parachute to jump out of corporate America and go into this crazy world. So that's where parachute came from. And then simultaneously, I was talking to a lot of people in my network, which again is just sort of that brand and agency world. And I was sharing just like a trends presentation about Web3, NFTs. Again, this is 2020, so way yeah. before it had caught fire the way that it did, yeah. uh, but was definitely like six months right before it took off. Yeah. Um, nobody had heard into, nobody had heard of any of this stuff. And I was like, man, we, like myself and all of my network in this huge sort of enterprise and agency world, they need a way, we need a way to jump into Web3. So that's where the community came from. So essentially, Parachute is the meat space entity that pays taxes and yeah. funds uh, things. Um, and then Jump is just this independent uh, community of, of like-minded marketers that are trying to explore everything Web3. Awesome. Awesome. And like, yeah, I've obviously been involved. Um, there are some super cool initiatives uh, happening. Like, yeah, maybe you want to talk about the kind of things you're doing. I know there's a lot around education. Um, the newsletter is really awesome. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear more about what the community is um, contributing, you know, growing with the space. Yeah. I, I always love when when projects say we're building a community and here's our super detailed roadmap. Because then I'm like, and, and it's going to be community driven, but we already have a roadmap and here are all of the things, but, but it's community driven. So jump has been very much the opposite of that, which is there's not a roadmap because it's community driven. So if the, the community has to kind of help figure that out. Um, so there's been this nice, like, I basically spend a lot of my time trying to understand the community. I put stuff out there, the community puts sort of puts stuff back. And it's just kind of this nice mix of 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 interaction. Um, and so one of the things that emerged from that, so Jump started as a 30 person Zoom phone call actually just a year ago. Okay. Um, and since then, we've grown to. Yeah. Happy anniversary. <laughs> um, uh, happy birthday. We're just over yeah. a year old. Um, still throwing up on ourselves, but we're we're getting better. <laughs> Uh, so, but since then, the community has grown into about 2,200 people. Um, half the Fortune 1000 have somebody in the community. Every major holding uh, agency or, or like sort of hot startup has someone in the community. And then a lot of like Web3 native agencies or startups have yeah. like a 
being person. So that mix of people is really interesting. And what emerged from it is we have a news channel where the community just shares the hottest news of the week. Um, and, you know, we're all working full time jobs. Uh, even if you're in Web3, it's hard to keep up with everything. It's hard to make sense of it. Um, and so that newsfeed channel has been this incredible place to just this like minded group of people to kind of curate what matters to us. And then at the end of the week, uh, we have a newsfeed debrief. So it's just a private discord call. There's usually about 30 to 40 people on it. And it's just really smart people sharing insights about everything that went down. And then on Monday, I I spend all day. It's like an eight hour day. I aggregate all the news. I categorize it into like brand, startup, learn, education. I get a top five. And then I spend like four hours writing a, a brief that's like, just like, here's the, here's what's in my brain based off of everything that we did as a community. Here's my, here's my take on it. Um, and that basically goes out to, to just 2,200 people. And it's, a, it's a lot of community yeah. interaction. It's a lot of co collaboration. Um, and then it's a full day of work on, on my end to kind of br bring the production value up and to package it and deliver it in a really nice way to the community. And so just that single, weekly email is this and brief is this beautiful sort of thing that happened pretty organically uh through this kind of like uh the direction that the community wanted to go and what they needed and then like what i was capable of kind of bringing to the table and, and adding as just an individual yeah absolutely i mean like you said like the amount of noise in this space it's probably the noisiest yep. space out of any space so like being able to cut through the noise yep. and harnessing the power of the community to do that is awesome. I think that's a complaint like a lot of people yep. have with communities, right? Um, is they're great, especially when they are high energy and they have loads of people. But like, as you said, everyone is working hard on various things. So it's hard to stay up to date. Um, I mean, like, yeah, I love the email. It's, it's always like full, fully packed of value. Um, and yeah, I mean, there are, there are like loads of channels I check in on regularly. Um, people are sharing like what they're up to, which I think is always awesome as well, just to check in and be like, oh, this person's done this and this and this and this agency. And yeah, you really notice like the caliber of people in the community is really high. Um, question, uh, I always get asked from like, people wanting to start a community is that often like, should I keep it like closed and like tight knit? Or should I just open it up to everyone? And like with Jump, um, you kept it like, you know, you vet everyone. I remember you like had a call with me before I joined. You're like, cool. I was like, cool. Okay. It's like, is this an interview? Like, how is this working? Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that, like your yeah. strategy there. And yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely worked because the community yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I think that, um, I think both, both work. I think you can start a community and open it up to, to everybody and it, it can be awesome. And I think you can go super sort of controlled and, and, and more tight knit and keep it small and keep it highly, highly curated. Yeah. There's a place in the world for both. Um, good thing is uh, you don't have to necessarily like if you go down one path, you're not married to that path. 
So I, I don't want, the first thing is like, don't worry that you might make the wrong decision. Whatever your gut is telling you is probably the right direction to go. Yeah. But if you end up going down that path and you want to switch, you can, you can, you can course correct into, into the other side. I would say for, you know, a community like, like jump and, 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 and what we're trying to accomplish, it was more about how do we get, um, it was never about size. Um, when I, when I would, when I've been asked like, how big did I think the community would get? Well, one, I've never had growth goals in terms of number of people in the discord. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like a hundred people would be the right amount. Um, obviously it's grown to 2,200 and actually 1,500, no, sorry, 15,000 people have applied, but only 2,200 people are, are in the community wow. right now. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, it was more about like what was driving jump was the core values of people who have really strong professional backgrounds and have like sort of proven success, um, a shared background. So like marketing, advertising, you know, whatever category, and they want to have like intelligent and deep conversations and work hard. Um, and, and like they, they're either building something themselves, uh, or they're looking to meet somebody in the community and help build their project. Right. Um, and so that, that th there was just not a growth goal on it. Yeah. Uh, and, but the, by nature, the nature of sort of that objective meant it, it sort of dictated some of the tactics, which was, oh, the very first community sort of moment will be a Zoom call. It won't be Discord. Um, we actually did three Zoom calls. Each Zoom call had 30 people on it before we ever invited anybody into Discord. Nice. And how do you find um, yeah. people from, you mentioned like you have people from 500 or half of the uh, Fortune 1000 brands um, in Discord. How, how was that like bringing, bridging those people? to like these more web three native tools. So I'm sure they're way more used to like email um, and traditional kind of means of communication. How was, how was like bridging that? Okay. So I did, I've done it. We let, this is tactical stuff, which I think can be interesting for individuals. So first thing I, I knew about uh, myself, uh, which I feel like I'm pretty representative of just the community at large. I had never used Discord until I decided to build a community and go full time into Web3. In fact, okay. I'm pretty sure I had a seizure and needed to go to the hospital the first time I opened Discord, like brain overload. Yeah. Um, so I knew that Discord was going to be tough for this community, but I knew that it was the right place to bring people together. Like it needed to be a part of the pillar because this community ultimately needs to understand Discord just for their own the sort of businesses that they're working on. Yeah. Uh, but I knew that it would be tough. And so I made LinkedIn <laughs> and email a very important pillar okay. to the strategy. And so how did that kind of like, what are some kind of numbers for that? Well, um, Discord has about a 40% sort of weekly retention rate of like that overall community coming back and engaging our weekly email has almost a 70% open rate. That's incredible. That's right. Like crazy. It's one, it's one, it's crazy high. It's, it's really good content and it's co-collaborated. And so there's, there feels like some ownership over it. Um, two, it's just under, it's, this is basic like marketing. It's understanding your community and who you're trying to help. 
And yeah. I know that for the R community th is sitting in front of email all day long, right? They're living in their email inbox. You have to go meet people where they are. I think that's the number one problem that um, most Web3 projects fail to, to understand is that uh, and this is marketing 101 is you have to be very empathetic and you just have to say, I got to meet people where they are. Like, I yeah. can't just be like, okay, like I'm not going to develop a web, a web one strategy because I'm a web three thing. Like you don't, you have to do it. And so, um, that was one put a lot of emphasis on email from day one yeah. had to, you know, enter your email to be a part of the community, which a lot of web three projects, you know, that when, when I would talk about our strategy uh, of, of building the community, they're like, you're requiring email. Nobody wants to give up their email. And I'm like, our community is okay with yeah, like, yeah. giving up their, they email. give up their email every day and then so many things. Yeah. And then to LinkedIn. So, um, on the application form, I had people fill out and share their LinkedIn profile. Yeah. There were two components that, that, uh, one is, um, it, it could help me just vet and make sure that this person was who they said they were. Um, and that they just have like an agency and brand background Two, I would LinkedIn request every single person that, that would come onto the platform. So yeah. as I shared insights on LinkedIn, I had a natural way to reconnect with those people that are in the community in a place that they spend time, which is LinkedIn and email. Um, and then, uh, as it relates to discord, you know, we host events, we host chats, uh, we host workshops. We obviously have, if you want to follow real time, the news, you can hop in there. And so there's some, there's some, you know, reasons to go back into discord, but there are these touch points in, in web two and web one that just help stay top of mind. So, I mean, pretty classic, just marketing and community building. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that loop as well where you're like connecting with people, they're seeing the content, they're sharing the content and that growth loop. I mean, that growth loop has definitely worked because to get 15,000 people applying to jump in a year is amazing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Congrats on that. And also huge respect to you for keeping the quality of the community really high because that definitely shows. Um, Thank you. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. What are, what are your plans? Like what's, what's next? You have this like really core cool base. Um, like you've started this fire with like awesome people. So how does, yeah, how does it move forward? So it, the, the next phase year two, uh, yeah. as we turn into a true toddler, um, as is going to be super important. So one of the promises and one of the missions of jump from day one is to be a web three community, right? Um, and right now we're more of a web two community, if you will. Um, we do have a token that's like on mainnet, but it's, it has no financial value and we use it in discord as tipping. And so that there's like some fun web three kind of elements yeah. there, but we're not an on-chain community. And so for us, you know, the, the reason we exist is to experience web three as deeply as we can ourselves so that we can learn before we go, you know, for a fortune 1000 brand goes out there and launches some of this stuff, like what can we be participating and and doing and, uh, and learning from? So it's very important that we become an on-chain community. So we, we will have an NFT one day, yeah. um, sooner rather than later. 
uh, a strategy that we've deployed or that or a value that we've held on to is communities launch tokens, tokens don't launch communities. And so yeah. because of that, the ov well over a year, even before we had that first Zoom co phone call, I would say even a year before that, a lot of the conversations I was just having personally were community building type of activities. Um, so we've been building community, I would say, for at least a year and a half um, to get to that point where we can go on chain. And what I mean by on chain is have an NFT, uh, right? Because once yeah. you have an NFT, you can do different things. You can build different experiences. We can host metaverse events that are token gated, IRL events that are token gated. We can start to experience all of that stuff at the same time. Um, we want to make jump more accessible, right? It's, it's awesome that it's like highly curated. It's awesome that, you know, the, the, the quality is really high, but how do we, how do we let anybody experience an element of jump, right? How can we be more just inclusive to anybody that raises their hand? That's like interested in, in what we're doing. So we're rebuilding our website. Um, and, uh, and it will have basically a member portal itself. Right. And that member portal, anybody will be able to sign up for okay. um, that member portal will house the last 12 months of our weekly insights briefs. Awesome. So like the archive, what we've been talking about, what we've been thinking about will be there not only for our community members to see, but for the rest of the world to see whoever wants to sign up for it. And so what that does is it allows us to give like it open up the doors to anybody who wants to kind of like be a part of the thinking in the brain trust while still protecting the actual community itself and uh, tokenizing that community, if you will. Awesome. And then from there, you know, this is definitely like major kind of alpha type of like <laughs> so strategy and, and thinking, but from there, right. Once you start to tokenize the community, and a token that actually represents access to the community, it does become a bit more permissionless. Yeah. Um, we're gonna, so instead of me sort of reviewing every application and then sending a welcome email and inviting people in, basically who comes into the community going forward once we make it through these phases, when I say community, like that Discord community and what other whatever other hubs kind of we build, it will be passed on to the community. So you'll you'll have to be invited by another community member. So like awesome. I'm a part of the community, so I can certainly invite people. Yeah. Um, but putting tools in the hands of these 2000 people to say, yeah. hey, if you have smart colleagues that you wanna bring in, like this is your community and you're welcome to, to bring those people in. And so the idea there is that hopefully we can achieve scale in terms of um, people that want to experience what we're doing and be a part of it. And we can like let the community organically like keep its quality strong by the community members actually deciding who comes in. Love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I, that's, I think that's the way to go. And like you said, it's, it's all about empowering the community with the tools, with the strategy, and then it like, it blossoms. Um, so we're, we're nearly out of time. I have one question I ask every guest um, that comes onto the show. It's kind of a wild card. And the question is, if you could be CMO 
of any project community in the Web3 space, which one would it be? Oh, hot damn. That's a good question. CMO of any project or community. Oh, man. Or DAO. What am I thinking? Yeah. Head of community. Or DAO. Um, yeah. Um, shit. There, so I, I would have to say it's a project that's coming up. Okay. I think it's super fucking cool. Um, I'm my my connection to the project because I can't be CMO and I, I can't right you can't go full time into this other thing. So I've invested in it because I think it's super cool. But it's a project called Mirage and it's AR art NFTs. Amazing. And when I think about like the cultural aspect of you know, bringing web three into the real world and into a way that like most people want to experience, which they want community, they want entertainment, they want culture and they want art. And this project actually brings that to the physical world via AR, via augmented reality, uh, but doing it, doing it on chain. So, um, you know, that that's kind of all I'll say about the project from there. Yeah. But, you know, I would say I'm unofficial, like CMO type of advisor and wish I had yeah. the time to just work on it. That's super cool. That's super cool. All right. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was awesome to hear about all the work you've done with Jump. Um, where can people find you? How can they get in contact? Yeah, so I'm uh, uh, at Jeff Kaufman Jr. on Twitter, and uh, you can probably search Jeff Kaufman Jr. on LinkedIn. Still, still repping the LinkedIn world. And, <laughs> it's uh, had a comeback. It's like engagement <laughs> is up on LinkedIn. It's I think yeah. LinkedIn LinkedIn's coming back. Like it's yeah, uh, yeah they they're doing something better recently. So it's yeah, cool. so anyway. either 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 one is great. All right, awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, Jeff. Likewise, thanks for having me. That's a great combo. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Growing Web 3. You can see the show notes and all the resources mentioned in today's episode at hypepartners forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening again, and be sure to hit subscribe to listen to new episodes first. Growing Web 3 is brought to you by Hype Partners, the leading community management and marketing agency for Web 3 organizations. Hype is a global agency of 120 marketers committed to supercharging Web3 ecosystems. Go to www.hype.partners to learn more.